Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land we're sitting on, the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, and we would like to pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Sometimes when we're typing the pod in the morning, I sort of like to avoid you. So I we like don't, to avoid you. So we don't well, sort of blow our one. conversation. Oh, I I feel like we sometimes are in a funny mood before we fight or something. Well, I'm just sort of always like, Tense. I want, well, I want it to be good and I sort of don't want to chat too much, but other times I like need to chat to check in with you. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a mystery unto myself. I know. I feel like we should have a relaxing morning so we can just ease into it, but you're sometimes. I know, but if we chat and debrief too much about what's going on, well, I feel I, like we I, sort I, of I, blow our load. Whether we chat and debrief or not, I feel like. You know, you you just uh, get in a you 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 work hard and play hard. No, you work hard and you get stressed about it. I do get a bit stressed, and it's fine. I mean, it's okay to be stressed when but you're do you, working. But do you think hard. there's any truth to that? Like, don't you ever have that with an interview or something where you get concerned about chit chatting beforehand because you want to sort of capture it all as part of the? Yeah, process? but I'm not. I'm I'm talking about that's fine. I'm talking about the stress part, not the. Get not blowing your load, as they say before. It's yeah. like, I'm more talking about, which is fine. I get stressed about like flying and being out of control in certain ways. I get stressed the get, way it's like when you're about to dive off a diving board. You get stressed with work stuff. Yeah. And I get stressed with kind of life things, like other than work. True. I mean, sometimes I- You get stressed about like a change of dinner plans or something like that. Something That'll or- That'll freak you or out. Yeah. I'm getting better though. Like if the kids or, well, now my other kid is not living at home, but if they're um, sick, I used to be, you know, I'm one of those anxious, if you get a tickle in your throat and all that, but now I think I've turned a corner. I don't want to- say it too soon. I think I, the continual stress of COVID of where of like constantly monitoring ourselves for symptoms has worn us down. Uh well no, I had this way before. I just was always That's what I'm saying. Now we got fully exhausted. Oh, we played it out to its yes. natural conclusion, worrying sometimes are we gonna happens. die every time we have yes, a sniffle. The yeah. wor- sometimes when you are faced with worst case scenario, there is a st- sort of relaxation that can happen. True, true. It's a bit funny. Um we're also in a bit of a funny week because we've, without wanting to get too into details, we've both sort of completed major projects. Yeah, I are... completed the first of something that will become a lot of work. Yeah. But it... but I've completed a, an assignment that's great and really good. But yes, and you've completed, we're in, we're, we sometimes have tandem work, you know, processes that are, tandem internally our experiences with our work and also externally once in a while yeah and i feel like when i'm when i get lost in the actual work i can sort of put some of the stresses out of my mind but 
there's that thing about where you complete something and then you kind of deliver it or take it to market that still kind of puts me on the edge of my seat. Because it's like it also ends up being inevitably in our society, you end up kind of waiting for a numerical value placed on your work, which is like so stressful. Yeah. Because how do you how do you quantify the impulse of a creative person to just like yearn and reach for the impossible and try and inevitably fail at capturing that and I don't know. Well, so. it's all about seats in the theater or it used to Bums be in seats. Bums in seats. So, yeah. you know, we're 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 not outsider artists, but we haven't uh, we've we've we're medium. We're medium. We got the we have, medium. We're amount one of foot seats. inside, one foot outside. We're not. We're inside. What do you call that when you have a dining space in a house that's like indoor a outdoor? A sunroom. A sunroom. Which, but is it like indoor outdoor? They call it indoor outdoor. You know when you have yeah. like a inclo- like a dining area that opens up or something. I feel like we are indoor outdoor artists. Yes, yeah. we're we're that um that screen door room in the back of the house. We are the fly screen of pop culture. <laughs> What do you? What's that book you're holding there? Oh, I just thought you should open it to a page and read something. I should. I'm. <laughs> you're handing me the pocket Sappho. I just thought it'd be fun. And firstly, I love when you read lesbian to, poetry to me, and also, well, okay. I don't know if you've okay. ever Here read we go. those. I, I flicked through in I've, honor of the ruby fruit. Yes, but that's anyway, right. just I like open it up. I love the way you read things, and then we'll talk okay. about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like it. This is quite a prompt. Okay, here we go. The I Ching of lesbian poetry. Old Man. This poem called Old Man. About you? I, I, let's <laughs> Don't jump the gun. Old Man. Rich. Like listening to an old man. What? That's the poem. That seems like it's in honor of Rupert Murdoch, who just got uh, engaged again. I think Sappho would have been a huge Rupert Murdoch fan. I get the <laughs> That's feeling. The I just Sappho sense poem that, I've ever. What, but why? Just wait. Because what did she say? Old man, rich, like listening to an old man. Mm, what do you think that means? Well, I think it's tempting. I don't now. I know a lot of the sort of tropes about Sappho. I have not actually dived in to a study the of Sappho's real poetry. So Sappho. I'm not sure whether there is a sarcasm in that. Yeah, probably. Like, like if I was reading a young lesbian poet today, yes. I would assume there was sarcasm and irony laced within. Yeah. A poem like that. I'm not sure that's a haiku. I didn't count the syllables. Didn't, didn't, I don't know yeah. if Sappho's known, but, known for haikus. But, but I'm now wondering if there was possibly humor. a- Oh, I or, think there's humor. Oh, is there humor? So there's not know. just like a, just a latent honoring of the patriarchy? And so it's Buried saying, on page 175 of the So just to get a taste, read Sappho. one more just to see what okay. the You're normal- hoping for something juicier? No, I okay, liked that because it was sort of interesting, but- Doriha. Doriha commands them not to come. She's arrogant, like young men who are loved. Another bit of an obsession with with uh, the men's uh, the um, the the arrogance, pomposity, and confidence of men. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean it, the, those uh, those arrogant, confident men have shaped our have shaped our world. The ruby fruit that was so fun. We popped into a new wine bar in Silver Lake that's been open for like a month. Yes, which was. Super cool. You said it reminded you of like LA 90s. 90s. Yeah, there's a place called Little Frida's um, in West Hollywood, which was a coffee shop. They would have bands there, but it was 
gay women and uh and there was a lot of gay women clubs there's always men but this there was a lot in the 90s and it was just this golden era and i think it was right before the l word and it really was that a couple of the people that were in our crew were became actors in the l word so it was just that time and it was so fun and it felt so good like it just has a sweet sweet kind of like uh Camp Cope, like a Georgia Mac concert felt like it's safe, but inclusive, fun, inclusive, and, but um, I don't know. It was a real sweet. And there were good vegan. Fruit, yeah. The ruby scene. fruit and good vegan hot dogs. Yeah. It was like bar food, but like uh, had a sort of vegan spin. There was probably like three dudes in there. It was, yeah. it was packed. Yeah. In our scene, in our gay yeah. scene, there was the one straight guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, I think he was in a couple because there were a couple straight women too and me who's sort of, you know. Indoor, outdoor. Indoor, outdoor, screen door room. And um, and so you were the, you know, you, you're you not a toxic masculine man. I was wondering. I mean, sometimes you get a, I get jealous of your conf, male confidence, like in the Sappho poem. Yeah, sometimes is it rich listening to me, like listening to an old man? Oh, uh, yeah. very rich. <laughs> but I, I did wonder where they were going to seat us because I felt like I was like not great branding for people just poking their heads in. So I was thinking it was like we were front and center. No, they they did end up giving us a good seat, but I was kind of I would have understood if they'd have tucked the bearded male away. In, I in like the, back, the um, out of, the, out of the door person was really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, once in a while, you got mistaken back in your youth, your earlier days from behind when you had your long curly hair and you didn't have a beard. Hey, not even from behind. I got I. <laughs> I, I love got, the front of me. Yeah, love the front of me. I Hedwig. got no. I got uh, in Japan when I was waiting to get on a train. I don't know if people know this, but Japanese fans are just notoriously like when bands tour there, they'll show up at the hotel. They'll bring gifts. Like, it's like Brazilian some of the, fans. Yeah, there's some of just the best fans, but but Japanese fans in particular will like meet you at the train station in the airport, and they'll meet you like four or five times on the same tour. When they've already had a photo and did you become friends that. with some people? I would be like so touched. I was I was very touched, uh, but I, I yeah I wouldn't say they blossomed into deep friendships. But I you, you know. become Instagram friends, but not well. This was before Instagram, but but there was a time a woman a, a younger fan grabbed my wrist and said, "You are slender like a woman," and uh, yeah, I guess you liked it. I I I, I didn't felt dislike it. I, I guess I was quite proud arm. of my wrists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your forearm's pretty buff, but you have been working out. Oh, this was way pre-working out. I know. When and it was also young, when I had a really you, fast metabolism. Oh my gosh. You really did that like turning 30 and your metabolism changed like overnight because you could not, I was so jello. You couldn't put on an ounce. Not like, I, I mean, who you know, I grew up in Hollywood and whatever, I'm a woman and blah, blah, blah. So it's annoying. But uh, I wish I didn't have concerns of things like this but I really feel like I would like you know inhale food and I could feel like I just my metabolism is different but yeah but yeah yeah I was much I feel like also when you got pregnant 
I discovered frozen food, like truly discovered it. Because oh, I stopped cooking for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no. Jack's, I didn't give you a sandwich like Jack's. It's my sandwich. No, I. That's uh, a reference to <laughs> we're very late to the house, not the housewives, Vanderpump rules. Yeah, no, I, I don't know why. We just ate a lot of frozen pizzas and stuff, I think, when you were pregnant. And that's I when just, frozen food started becoming healthy. That's like, right. Not, I mean, healthy, but like when I was a kid, they had hun- Hungry Jack's or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have Amy's and all these brands. But uh, yeah, man. And I feel like you can do a frozen thing and have a fresh salad and it's, you know, it's fine. I love it. I'm grateful for it. I'm great. I'm grateful for the convenience. And I, my metabolism conversely was sort of sped up for a bit. Maybe it was the breastfeeding, but. Yeah, you've, you've harbored some theories about this. Has this ever been? Well, my mother is there actual the data same... about this? Okay. It's, no, you've... no, I've seen some women after babies or at a certain age, maybe not even after the babies their metabolism will speed up for a while. Right. Or whatever happens, they they sort of, whatever. And now I'm getting old enough where it's slowing down again. Life is a roller coaster. Yeah. So then after we were at Ruby Fruits, this was on oh, the yeah. Ruby Fruit. We then met oh, up we with Sam We went out on a Fredoso. Saturday night. Bridge, I know. Real bridge and tunnel. I know. Style. It was- like as if we have a work week. We work, we work every day is a work day unless we're doing a film or you're on tour, whatever. But when we're working from home, there is no weekend warrior. I know. I always have a, I've always harbored a resentment against the industry side of the industry, like the agents, the managers, the studio, the label, because they essentially take weekends off. And I've thought that artists never take weekends off. Right. Like I, I've just found it to be. Well, a, if they have an office job, they should be able to relax. Oh, and I'm do, not saying do it doesn't make sense. But there is something fundamentally different. Eat a bowl of cereal while watching. Yeah, some frozen food. But there is something about creative people where you never stop thinking about your projects. Yeah. I just, I guess I feel like. Not burdened by at. my own right. burdened by my own passion for what I'm doing that I'm like come on I'm putting in 24 hours also you grew up in a, a more uh, conservative like you know your family is not conservative but traditional and so maybe you had that well they were understanding and excited for you it helped that you announced you were going to be an artist but you came out with a bang I mean, you you did well really early, I suppose. So your family is probably like, okay, it's working out. Yeah, I did. I think some of the whole, you know, coming from sort of, I got really into abrasive underground punk stuff, and I just remember my dad not being able to comprehend why you would deliberately want people to dislike you, um, and it's very hard to understand. It comes with, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm very slowly getting through this replacements book. But there's an amazingly telling part of it where Paul Westerberg smashes a really beautiful guitar in the studio while they're recording. And I can't remember if it was Scott Lidd or Tony Berg or one of the producers he was working with said, why would you Why would you do that? You love that guitar. That's a beautiful guitar. And he says, that's the difference between me and you. You protect things you love. I destroy them. Mm. And I remember once I was talking to this guy at a Qigong retreat when I was doing heavily into Qigong and I was talking about violence in music and the destructive impulse and how I actually love a certain type of violence in music. And he said, why? And I 
couldn't place it. Well, I think for me, even before, I mean, I recognized punk, the kind of, I knew, of course, when I was a kid, I would see a couple punks in LA and I would be excited by it. And I knew that it was an, a counterculture thing. But when listening to the music, I actually, maybe I was just listening to like melodic punk songs, like, you know, Darby Crash, like Richie Dagger or the germs. Yeah, but that that's pretty abrasive. But yeah. I think I didn't love it because it was destructive. I just truly love the energy and the the music. Like, I just like the music of it. So I don't think I was like, yeah, I want to just break things. I, I guess I, 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 what I'm saying is I don't know that I was so into the uh, me message. I mean, I think I just liked the music. And I think, you know, early punk, of course, was always break you know smashing but the music i don't know it just felt exciting to me but i don't i don't know that it was like rebellious excitement i think, yeah, I think it was an energy that i i responded to it was fun yeah, so visceral. I, I don't think i like needed to do it because i had to fight against something i think i just like the music yeah i'm not and sure the fun, why it was just like yeah yay yeah there's something i do and did like about the wanton destruction and sometimes i think it's almost like a philosophical or spiritual ethos like Kali in Hinduism, like the goddess who destroys, and that there's something very powerful about well it's a surrender. You have to surrender you have to just you have to destroy and surrender because if you get too caught up in your family's, you know, mentality or the world's mentality and you get you know, you become kind of you lose sight of what do you really like? Well, yeah, and I think there's a willingness to you tear kind of break things it. down yeah. so that you can find out what's yeah, true you and just, what isn't. You just, after the rubble, you kind of like, okay, who am I now? Yeah, if you meet the Buddha in the road, kill him. That's that idea, I guess. Anyway, I'm just thinking about all that. Together, together we're weird, we're weird together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Conversely, I also love to go and uh, sing some uh, 70s anthemic rock <gasps> at karaoke, right. which we did after the Ruby oh Fruit. Oh, my gosh. We met Sam Fragoso and we went to, he what was, was it, Arba? Arbar. Arbar. It reminded in, me of, uh, yeah, it was what in Koreatown. Yeah, Koreatown. It, it was nice because I was saying it sort of felt like, it sort of, I remember somebody saying to me once the difference with going out in I think they were saying New Orleans, but it could have been anything in L.A. Was in L.A. It's very rubbernecky, and 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 in New Orleans, you're just trying to have fun. This was not a rubbernecky vibe. No, so it's like so you nice... went in though saying you were going to sing. What happened? We, we, oh, we well, never got you up on stage. In my mind, yeah. I thought of it as one of those rooms, like in Tokyo. I don't oh, know why, like a private little. Yeah, thing because there. you know what I'm like. I have an an image of the way something's so going we, to we be. So we rock up to Abba. You're vibing mind, on it, but it was not. No, no. Yeah. My mind just thought, thinks, I, I do you paint a picture before you do something? Like a, sort of a, a blurry picture of what it might be like. I guess I do, but I also, as I'm building the picture, I'm 
accepting that it's probably wildly inaccurate. I don't think yeah, it's inaccurate. Yeah. I don't even think of the picture that clearly. It's sort yeah. of like when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, you, and afterwards you think, oh, I picture that a little differently. I don't know what I thought that I'd, but then I walked in and it was, I just can't, I'm. Have actors, you ever done karaoke like as a, a, by yourself, a song, like gotten up and done? I don't mean at home. I mean like in a Well, karaoke. I told you at, at the place in New York. Oh, at Elbow Room. Yeah. yeah what, that was so fun. That yeah. was, Russell Steinberg used to be the host of it. I mean, a lot of- What was that, Wednesday nights? <laughs> Maybe. I think it was. And I did Cheek to Cheek, a standard. But um, I think- I love when you croon. I love all those old songs. Um, so yeah, I think I just, uh, some actors, it, it's hard for them to get up on a stage unless they're theater actors or improv actors or, or, or singers- and you know that if they've gone on a stage before so there's a difference some actors like remember um brad pitt i do remember him and tall guy (laughs) is he tall (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um he was you know some actors when we've done stuff at largo and me too it's it's counterintuitive for me to get up on a stage yeah there is that thing whenever i'm used to the camera my lines blah 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 yeah there are a lot of actors who part of what they love about their job is that they can essentially, I think, be used as a tool for a director's vision and they like having just their instructions laid out for them. For me, it felt like when I would play make-believe as a kid, I would play make-believe on the same level as all the people around me. You know, you're in a room or outside and you're in your own imagination playing make-believe. And so when I started acting, it sort of felt like that. Although, of course, you like don't, you know, you have to pay attention to the blocking and you and there are people around and there's lights and it's a fake set. But it sort of had that feeling of playing make-believe and you're with another actor, they're right in front of you, everyone's in a room. Whereas a stage, it's like such a different physical experience. Anyway, but yeah. So, anyway, karaoke. Yeah. So I didn't do it. So we went there and Sam, I think, is, you know. He's this, a pro. He's he been, knew everyone's names. Yeah, they all knew He's him. like getting free shots. He's, yeah. And uh, he picks very good songs. You, of all, course. All, his songs all are in the 70s soft rock. And they're, but they're, they're soulful. Yeah. Usually, you know, usually white artists but the soulful ones like they're they're the kind of soulful soft 70s rock but taste these tasteful songs that i admire his taste and and so and what you, were the songs he did he did well the one he did at our house well, he, did, party, he did uh dirty work yeah and when i was walking in someone was doing such a cool song and i forgot what it was how crazy was it when someone did that song there was one song everyone was like everyone was singing everyone we were like what the hell is this song about a boy a special boy listen i sent it to kate oh she knew it well it's a sort of divide in our gender even you there's a divide in generation were these songs from i ain't the mulan generation later disney movies like lauren lapkus would be like oh i love that like make a man out of me is that what the song was well i remember everyone was singing, yeah, everyone was singing it. i thought it was a fallout boy song i, I didn't know. know what was going it's, on um, i mean it was fun. but like the whole bar the whole was singing bar along was with singing. it yeah it was a great space yeah so, so how was your experience i had a fun experience yeah so i did two songs i did uh man from mars um, so life, on mars. life on mars yeah. <laughs> i did life on mars and i did and then and me you, and sam you were did. amazing was i i, well, I couldn't I think tell that's really. a hard song it is hard. it's got not, that high note yeah but you can go high you could go low 
Yeah, so look, you were bragging. Outdoor. You were bragging indoor, to me. Outdoor says, I, I wasn't bragging what to you. I was such just... a call. This is so gross. <laughs> when people do vagina and <laughs> what? high and low. Like Wait, the holes one, or t- one on top of the other. What are you talking about? I go about? high and low. Oh, okay. Not that you uh, should ever do both in the same <laughs> session. Very bad. Um, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, of course. I'm, I know. I I'm know. tying it no, high but low. you're just also just a little basic. Highbrow, lowbrow. Sexual hygiene tips. There's just It well, is why people tune in here. Yeah. But also, like, anyway, so I did Life on Mars and then me and Sam did I Can't Tell You Why. By the Eagles. Beautiful. Which is a great song. And I was trying to remember, there's a movie. The Eagles uh, are great, right? I mean, it's mm, hard, right? That's a tough one. I think that song is soulful. Look, I would say the Eagles are great, undeniably. Cheesy, white, whatever. Okay, there's a thing. I don't know if you have this with music. You might have this with filmmakers. There are people who are undeniably great yet you morally cannot get yes, aboard sure. with what their mission is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that about, say, the Eagles, Steely Dan. There's a certain type of music that some people find morally yes. they're no, opposed to. And absolutely. I find that there's, there's, there's contemporary artists who I respect Just they're and like, so but I'm morally against what they're cheesy. doing. But I have a weird thing because I grew up in the 70s mm. where certain songs that were on the radio when I was like four or five Sort of before I had that radar of something being super, like not morally good for me mm-hmm. in, in whatever you're talking about. There was an opening where I kind of liked it all. Like my uh, the first album I wanted was uh, 9 to 5, you know, Dolly Parton. No. Love it. Or I liked, I remember that song Wildfire. Remember they call him Wildfire? I don't know that song. Who's that? It's like, I don't even know, but it's super cheesy 70s. It's like very cheesy. Yeah, I but think when I was like five, I, I was think you're like, just I talking about it. I wept. before you it was have about any a, a horse that died, and I said, "Mom, did the horse really die in this song?" And she said, "Yes," and I couldn't believe it. She didn't protect you from that. Not she like say, no, me when die. Goldie like, said when she was three, "Will I die one day?" And I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I know that was that was we we had a we had a ethical divide in parenting at that moment because I've always had the like when they're ready to ask the question, they're ready for the answer. But I don't know if I'm right about that anyway. But uh, I think you're just talking about before you feel any type of cultural pressure and you just have a total honest, emotional, sentimental response to something. It's sweet. And I think I genuinely, kids are really good with things like that. I, I think I do have a great, I do have, you know, if I do say so myself, I, I, I am quite... Uh, you know, sophisticated, real, authentic. I don't know. So my taste in music usually is pretty, you know what I mean? That's interesting. You equate sophisticated with authentic. Well, I'm just Because I actually think they're like opposites. Um, Aren't they? Well, sophisticated isn't always a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think sophistication is not authentic. Sophistication is about what humans can create given tools but But, it's not about what comes naturally but like i guess something that's very good uh and authentic but taste has a lot of taste to it or elegance like you know the ramones or something (laughs) (laughs) you want to hear a question yeah (laughs) good morning ioni and ben this is lily and i'm leaving you a message from eugene oregon and I've actually been wanting to uh, leave you a little voice note for a while now, so the the perfect impetus happened last week, so here we are. 
Um, first, I just want to say, um, Ioni, I have just loved you for so many years, um, just being not too much younger than you and growing up with every slumber party, watching A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon on repeat. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen that movie, still know it beginning to end. It's like in my DNA. Um, and then recently watched Say Anything and you and John Cusack in that movie, just a chef's kiss to you both. It's your perfection. And that movie is amazing. And it's one of the few that has translated so well over the years. Um, and Ben, it's been so fun um, getting to know your music more as an adult. I was obviously aware of you growing up, but just really reconnecting and your music is so fun and positive. And I really love you guys as a couple. As a single person, you're kind of my couple goals, that kind of relationship where you're both held and free. So good for you, my beautiful parents. Um, last thing, this is really why I'm leaving the message, is heard you're going to be at the Thing Fest. And I'm just telling you, Port Townsend is my hometown. And it is one of the most amazing places that you'll ever go. Um, this is just between you and me and the beautiful babies because it's a small town and there's lots of people moving there. But it is so special. And here's the secret. Port Townsend presents as this perfect little serene Victorian seaport, but it really has one of the seediest, funnest, craziest underbellies of any town you've ever been in. So don't let it, don't let its uh, sweet little facade uh, trick you. It's really a wild place if you get down in it. All right, hope to see you guys at the Thing Fest, my beautiful parents. Oh my God, our daughter. <laughs> A beautiful baby. What I a scoop. I love that. Also, a scoop. And also, I love that she, I can feel I was in Oregon walking. I, you can hear, I can feel the leaves crunching under her feet. And I felt like I was on it. My parents, by the way, have a, some land. Parents, my, yeah. be, my, the re, my beautiful parents, your grandparents, <laughs> uh, um, have some land in Oregon for a long time. And it's so nice. But yeah. Maybe we'll one day have a reunion for the whole family. All I the beautiful this, babies. Listen, we're doing a... They're starting a cult. Yeah, <laughs> we are um, doing this festival. Yeah, she's talking about the thing so fest where we're going to do a live pod taping. I kind of feel like we should like stay longer. It's end of summer up there, up in Washington. But what a State. scoop! I mean, she's she's really bucking up against the messaging of this festival that tells yeah. us come for this cute getaway, and she's telling us this is actually like I'm picturing. Have you read read the book Hell's Angels? Oh, I know. About Ken Kesey when he like embedded himself in the Hell's Angels and it was Sonny Barger and it was all like murder and like moonshine and rape and pillage. It's a Harlow nineteen thirties movie called mm. Hell's Angels. Different but- different scenario. <laughs> this is the bikers, knife fights. But I'm picturing yeah. that's what I'm picturing now. I'm picturing oh like we are going deep into sleaze this weekend. I love that. I know. I'm 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 really, really, really excited. So you'll have to say hi to us and show us around. Stars are blind. Oh my gosh! Yes, people, so, so people, if, if beautiful you didn't, babies, beautiful babies. If you didn't see it on my Instagram this week, uh, late last year, I was in Australia and was asked to be the musical guest on this show called Rock Wiz, and it's a show. It, it's sort of a trivia show, but the concept is they get two musical guests to each play a song, and then there's an unexpected duet at the end. And I asked my friend Meg Washington to do the duet with me, and I didn't know what song to do, and she texted me and said, have you ever heard the Paris Hilton song, Stars Are Blind? And I said, no. And I played it and I didn't 
I didn't get it really what she wanted to do, but I trust her. And I said, let's do it. You've got a vision. So we recorded this, we performed this very slow, yearning, heartbreaking version of this song. And I actually fell in love with the song. And we posted it the other, it was on air the other night. We posted it on Instagram the other day and people kind of flipped out about it. So it's looking like we might actually release it as a single next week. I um, pushed it. I was the real did. wife manager at that point, yeah. which I'm not always, but. No, sometimes you're very, you come in with a hard opinion. Yeah, and you're very, like, stu- not stubborn, but you don't like advice. I'm, I'm, I'm wary of advice, but I take it when it's good. I, yeah. I often fight but it. I, but but I, I, because we had had a little fight about, um, uh, it was about um, going for things like your oh, work, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and so uh, I um, threw that in your face, and yeah, you I did. And you I turned said, that around on me. I said you should go for this. You flipped it and reversed it. Yeah, and that's why I love you, indoor, outdoor, baby. One on top of the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I, I'm gonna uh, play a little clip. I'm not of, saying we practice this one on top of the other thing. I don't we're know. beyond practice. We're pros. Uh, <laughs> we are. So uh, I'm gonna leave a little clip of the performance oh, from Rockwiz last week. It's good. Um, You're gonna want to download it. Follow us on socials if you like that type of voice note type situation. We just found ourselves in learning about the seedy underbelly of Port Townsend. You can drop us a voice note at weirder together pod had, at um, gmail.com. That You're one talking over a- my email address. Oh. <laughs> weirder together part at gmail.com now please share your thought <laughs> i'm just saying back to that voice note it yeah. had great audio uh sound like, design sound design like yeah. the, who's that editor that loved audio sound design uh, he, uh that great book the uh, one who did the all of coppola's no, no, Michael and Dutch, who did the book. Uh, oh, the editor. I was like, oh, That's okay. Right. Never mind. It's a beautiful, beautiful book about editing. Uh, anyway. Sound design. Love anyway, it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> I talked That's over right. you a lot. It's all right. It's all right. That's I feel like we is. haven't done this pod for like four weeks. I know. I know. Anyway. I love it. We're, we're, beautiful we're, babies. We're I missed. Flow. I missed you so much. And I, I'll miss you in between our next session, which is going to be filmed. <laughs> oh. Okay, (laughs) love you beautiful babies, see you later.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.